0: what's up everyone welcome to the new episode of the miles high podcast this is miles wonder jr your host and as you know on this podcast the the vision and goal for this podcast is to entertain educate and elevate you miles high above your fears, your doubts and any limitations that you may think exist always knowing that those limitations only exist in your mind all right so we got a good episode today um i'm really excited about this one we get to talk uh, a little business, as you know. This is you know one of my favorite topics to talk about. Uh, but for this podcast, we're going to be a bit more specific, right? Uh, I have a, a good friend of mine, uh, someone that I've, I've, I've done some work with professionally. Uh, and then we've you know mixed in a lot of social circles and whatnot. Uh, but I wanted to bring him onto the pod to to talk a little real estate, right? So the topic of, of this particular part is we're going to talk a little bit of real estate. And for uh, for a, a bit more credibility, because you know I am I dibble and dabble in investments in real estate, um, but I wanted to bring someone on who is actually in the industry and, and works professionally in the industry. So I wanna welcome to uh, the Miles High Podcast, Mr. Danny Lowe. Welcome, Danny, welcome to Slap Him Up. <laughs>
1: appreciate it appreciate it
0: welcome danny welcome danny thank you for joining man
1: it's a it's an honor honestly no honor when, is mine when you first launched the podcast i messaged you me like bro this is so cool and so helpful so mm. you know for you to invite me as a guest and you feel like i could add value i'm i'm excited absolutely man i,
0: I guess I, i'm appreciative that you accepted the invitation of course thank you so much um so let's get right to it man so i i, I want to uh i want to start with little bit of your history right mm-hmm. um because you initially you didn't set out to to be in the real estate industry right this is something that kind of evolved as you uh went through your, your studies at university and you know you got into your professional work um so let's let's go back to uh, you essentially you left the bahamas you are well born and raised in the bahamas, not yep. so bahamas. yeah i was
1: born and raised here. Mm-hmm. so when I was completing high school, like I had the option of either to go to Canada, to go to the U.S., or, you know, one of my closest friends, he was like, "I'm going to China." I'm like, "You going to China?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm going to go to I'm going to study trade in China." And mm-hmm. It was like a bell just went off in my head, and I'm like, "You know what? I think I'm going to do the same." Mm-hmm. So him and I, we set off. 2010, went to Beijing, and I took up a bachelor's of economics in international trade and we both said okay we want to set up trading companies so when I originally went over there the intention was I was going to set up a import export business Um, you know we're going to bring in containers from China to the Bahamas boom that's like my 20-year plan
0: so you you like and so you wanted to establish a business here where you import these products and then sell them to the Bahamian public
1: right so like procurement you know supply like logistics supply sure. chain mm-hmm. packing containers air freight so went there did that um set up a company in hong kong uh, a buddy of mine from belgium we we're in partnership and you know we started to say okay let's, let's let's get into it and we had some customers over here and they're like yeah you know we're gonna be a big customer of yours we're gonna order like a container worth of goods and mm-hmm. i'm like yeah that's, that sounds like a lot and then you know, we go to supply in China and they're like, okay, getting a container. Great. This is, this is a sample sample. sample. Auto. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is like good for a couple of months. And they're like, uh, no, like we deal with like 20, 30, Lounge 40 volumes. containers. Yeah. I mean, those guys are shipping a big break bulk markets like Miami, Panama, mm-hmm. Nigeria, these places. So anyway, that started to like fizzle out a bit. And in my, Travels, I ran into my former broker, and you know, I was trying to actually promote the idea we were exporting solar. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to connect with a couple of developers to supply them with solar panels for the communities. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he put in my head like, you know, I think you'd be good at real estate, actually. And I was like, real estate? I've never really, oh, I never even it. thought about it. To yeah. be honest, I was like, hmm, okay, I'll think about it. And the idea that started to like go into my mind at the time was I'm like you have the Chinese market which was like buying all over Europe, Canada, United States but there's no like bridge between the Chinese market and the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. This is kind of around the same time like Bahamar like that saga was happening Mm -hmm. and I said I'm going to be the first to promote Bahamian real estate in China. So uh, we set off you know, we were one of the first companies at the time to promote like payment real estate in China, which was like a big deal at the time. You know, Bahamar had like an office in Hong Kong. I flew all the way to Hong Kong to like meet with those guys. So I wasn't licensed, so I wasn't actually selling, but it was just kind of like promoting,
0: getting your feet wet,
1: getting my feet wet, yeah. promoting, seeing what sticks.
0: And and doing all of this through the broker you, uh, well, your broker that you were working along with. Right. And at the same time, you still had your import-export company at this point?
1: Yeah. I still had that. So, you know, we were doing like smaller products at the time. Mm -hmm. And then shortly after that, um, I took over my dad's business when Mm -hmm. he passed. So we had a construction company and I was doing that. So I kind of had my hands in like... A few things. A few things while still being in school, like just juggling.
0: So... uh, so you mentioned you were in school which at which uh year in your studies was was did all of this start to uh, evolve
1: it was really coming towards so i used to, my first one of my first jobs actually was i was a promoter in one of the largest hip-hop clubs in beijing oh, okay so that was like one of my first jobs mm-hmm. and my one of my um roles and responsibilities was I had to like bring as many people, especially students to come to the club as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. So like, that was, that wasn't my first intro into sales, but that was kind of like, I was really in there, like, look, you're commission based. You need to bring a certain amount of people, um, you know, to the club on Wednesday and Thursday. And, and I like,
0: so you got a percentage at the door or you like, how what was, how they got was like a bonus? Okay.
1: I mean, a, a, you know, college kid like a couple hundred bucks in your mind like that the, went along that way. went no <laughs> i could feel i feel that miles you know i <laughs> went miles so of, you were fairly
0: successful doing that as yeah. far as like sales is concerned yeah okay yeah, okay. yeah.
1: you know so that was kind of like my intro so really end of freshman year mm-hmm. is when i really started to say let me get this import export business going mm-hmm. let me start looking at like what all opportunities are here to connect like the Bahamas in China,
0: and I think you know that's 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 such a uh, um, a, a good principle, right? That we all should follow. I, I, I always, you know, I mentioned that you know every problem is a business, right? And I think Donnie is saying that he recognized a lack in our in our community, in our industries in the Bahamas, right? And he wanted mm-hmm. to kind of plug that hole that that was empty, um, and trying to deal with like import exports, you know, and it, essentially. Uh, buying um, low-cost uh, items because everyone knows, like majority, of everything we we have we we buy is made in China, right? Right. And the, the, a lot of the qualities, the quality of product in China are, are fairly fairly good. So, being able to import those into into the Bahamas seems like a fairly good idea, right? But I think the 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 obstacles that we run into, especially being Bahamian and wanting to like do a lot of these businesses in the Bahamas, is not understanding that. The volume that we need to have in order to make the business successful and to scale, in Mm -hmm. a sense, we just don't have in the Bahamas. Right, Right. we're a population of about four hundred thousand people. Two hundred thousand to two hundred fifty thousand of whom live in in Nassau, right, the capital, the capital city. So, the bulk of what we can do or what we're limited on is based on, like you know, the population here on on the mainland or in the capital city. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, I just feel like it's, it's, it's important to point out, uh, like when you're thinking about business and, and wanting to, to do certain things, you have to understand the market that you're in. Uh, and I think you guys eventually came to the realization that, man, I don't know if this import export business is going to work, at least not the model that you guys wanted to set up right? just based off of volume. Load. Right. Yeah.
1: So I think what I found from like my first business endeavor even up until now is you only have so much time in a day, Mm -hmm. right? Where are you allocating your time? Where are you getting the most value per hour with your time or what you're doing? And as I, and that's kind of how I segue fully into real estate because I kind of calculated, okay, if I did X amount of work with a real estate transaction, I'm getting a certain return compared to import-export, compared to construction. So I said, you know what, why don't, if I, I say 40 hours in the week, mm-hmm. if I'm splitting it up and doing like 10 hours here, 10 hours here, 10 hours there, I said, I should just focus all of my time into real estate and because that's where I'm getting the most value per hour with, with my time. So it's a lot of trial and error. The import-export business is trial and error. The construction business is trial and error because even with the construction business, we were profitable, mm-hmm. but I wasn't happy doing it. Yeah,
0: and you know, uh, me and I, you and I had this conversation. You know, we've had a number of conversations on this topic, and you know, th- that's always something that stood out to me, right? Because here, he- here you are, you have a family business that your dad started, mm-hmm. your dad passed, and uh, I guess naturally, you know, you may feel like this obligation to be like, yo, I, you know, I feel like I should take this business yeah. over and continue, continue the business, and you know the difficulty in that is if it isn't something you love right that that uh that desire to continue is only going to last so long right because the passion is in there um mm-hmm. like you as much as you may want to carry the name on or you know fulfill whatever it is the vision was that your had if, if it isn't in you you can't force it right um and i deal with that a lot too right because a lot of people you know might you know, my dad was a pastor. Uh, people right. kind of expected or wanted me to follow in his footsteps, and I tell people like, you know, I I, I feel like I'm, I am following in his footsteps, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still fulfilling and, and living out my purpose here on this right just differently than he did, right? And, right. and I, I feel like regardless of the industry or the profession that we choose, like that's that's our that's our platform to like share our stories and and to minister to people in a sense, right? We're we're living our life and, and trying to uh, uh, encourage people to do the same about them, right? Do what you love and sure that you're, you're living out your abilities on this earth. Right. Um, and I'm sure that decision for you, because you know me, I, it's just funny enough that I loved, you know, kind of doing what my mm-hmm. dad did. So what I'm doing is kind of in line with, you know, what he did. Right. But how difficult was the decision for you uh, to realize, man, you know, this construction business is what my dad started. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not something that I love so i don't st- I don't see it being something that I could continue doing how How difficult was it for you to come to the decision it to to difficult. shut that down
1: it was difficult and it took a number of years mm-hmm. you know all the projects I went on we bid in you know we're getting the work, the stress, the time and I think you know something my dad told me that resignated or it one day just kind of went off He's like, look, if you're gonna be a garbage man, be the best garbage man you could be mm-hmm. right and what he was meaning by that was you know, as long as you're you're fully dedicated and showing excellence in whatever you do, that's what's important. So it it came to a point for me and like what you said, I'm like I would honor him by fully investing in whatever it is I'm doing and being excellent mm-hmm. at it and also enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure as parents you wouldn't want for your kid to not enjoy not enjoy yeah. what they're doing for, for a career. Mm-hmm. Like parents like you you want your kids to to succeed and the part is succeeding isn't just making money Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 actually enjoying and waking up with that passion and purpose like i feel like i'm doing something that's changing the world i feel like this is my calling i feel like you know this what wakes me up rather than you know again i'm like oh man you know
0: no that's such that's such a great uh story uh a part of your story right Right. because i'm sure you had like you know, family members or like your dad's friends and the employees that were in the construction company, you know, I, I only could imagine like, you know, the, the jairs that they were throwing at you and being like, yeah. man, you come in and you just shutting down what your dad started, like, what are you doing? And just the negativity behind that, but to be able to have that, you know, that, that stick to itness and to be like, nah, I, I, I I'm going to take, you know, everything that I learned mm-hmm. through this process and through mm-hmm. the business and with my dad and just apply it to what I love. And exactly. We're gonna get there eventually, but things things turned out pretty pretty nicely for you. I th- I think so. Can't complain, I right? Can't <laughs> complain, you know? All right. So you you uh you you shut the um, sh- shut the construction business down. Right. You shut the import export business down. Yep. And you decided to instead of dividing your time, you know, in your weekly hours, dedicated to work in three different areas mm-hmm. you decided to focus on real estate yep and let's let's start off with why real estate
1: so i found well in the bahamas most of the wealth is stored in real estate mm-hmm. right a i lot. think that's
0: that's a global fact for, uh, that's for that, that, a global know, yeah, fact
1: sure but definitely in the Bahamas. definitely yeah you know we, we have bisex. um you know you have government bonds you have I'd say a limited amount of local options where you can invest your money safely and get a return on it. Mm -hmm. And I just realized that with real estate, like especially from a brokerage aspect, you know, brokers get paid once properties exchange hands, Mm -hmm. you know, you have a buyer, you have a seller, So markets going up, you have an exchange market going down, you have an exchange, you know, so, I don't feel like that is something that will go away. Mm -hmm. And the Bayman real estate market is one of the most desired markets in the world, right? So from a local aspect, from a foreign aspect, people love, genuinely love the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. So even, you know, you know, unfortunately we are subject to being hit by storms, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't deter people from, you know, maybe it slows them down for a little bit, but Mm -hmm. they always come back. They always come back. We always rebuild. So I just said, you know, I think this is something I enjoy doing it. Um, Every real estate transaction is different. Every real estate transaction has a life of its own. And you're meeting a series of interesting people from all walks of life. Mm. And sometimes that even segues into different new new opportunities opportunities that you wouldn't even imagine. For sure. For sure. Right?
0: So you often in, in the real estate industry with a, a brokerage company, well, a broker and, and his company, mm-hmm. um, and I think you 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 started as an agent, obviously, as an apprentice, as an apprentice. Yep. Okay, And you eventually you know went through the testing phase and yep. became an agent. Yep. And how long were you like in that agent phase? Let's let's talk about like the successes and even some of the failures that you experienced during that time.
1: Right. So, to become a broker in the bomb is. You have to be licensed for at least five years. You have to do a certain amount of sales transactions. You have to do a certain amount of rentals. Um, you have to complete, like, I think it's five certifications mm-hmm. in order to become a broker. So during that time, I mean, as an agent, you know, I was doing the classes. You know, I traveled to Tampa to do certain classes just because I wanted to become a broker. But I think that as an agent what a lot of people don't understand is that you're commission based mm-hmm. there's no salary
0: so you you when you you started as an apprentice and then you eventually became an agent your your mindset was always to eventually become a broker
1: yes oh, okay wow yeah okay because ultimately i wanted as a broker you know i wanted that Level of control mm. because as a broker you can open your own independent shop. Mm. Now that doesn't mean that all brokers open their own shops. Mm. Sometimes you have multiple brokers working under a managing broker. Right. But to me that was, you know, a display of professionalism, saying that okay this person has achieved a certain amount of uh, or completed a certain amount of transactions, has enough experience that he is now a broker instead of just uh, well instead of an agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the flexibility that at, at one point if I wanted to open up my own shop, I could
0: so how long did you work uh, as an agent?
1: I was an agent roughly about eight well before I became a broker about s- six years six years roughly so you, six years. so
0: you worked in in another uh another company for six years yeah uh, successful
1: in yeah sense yeah yeah. I, I was wanted, um. Yeah, let's talk. Go ahead. If you can show off. You could show <laughs> off a bit. I was like top three. There you go. Um, globally mm-hmm. for the for the international franchise, um, I did I did pretty well. You did pretty good. I did pretty good. Yeah. You know, there were some years that weren't as good.
0: Let's talk about those though, because I, I you know yeah, and especially in your real estate, and I think you know the the real estate agent uh industry or real estate industry on the whole, but specifically agents has, I feel like it's experienced a boom uh, in the last year or two, especially in the Bombers. I've seen like a lot of individuals who weren't in the industry before, Mm -hmm. you know, have gotten into the industry now. Um, I think it's because they see all of the success and the opportunities Mm -hmm. that are in the industry. But I want to talk about like those, because it's so, being an agent is so commission based, like, if you don't sell, you don't make money, right? Simple So said. let's talk about, like, you know, you have a successful period or a successful year. But talk about those times when you weren't, you, you weren't so successful or you just, you know, there was a lull in, in the business in the industry. How, how did you manage yourself through, through that?
1: So you'll find that as a good agent, a good broker, you have to wake up every single day and treat it like a business. Mm-hmm. Every single day. You time block. You allocate a certain amount of time. That I'm going to make calls. Um, I'm going to run certain marketing campaigns. I'm going to prospect to get certain leads, listings. So even during times that the market was a bit slower, that doesn't mean you slow your efforts up. Right. You keep pushing, and actually you push harder. Right. right. Then you know some folks say, "Oh man, you know it's a bit slow, whatever." That's when you actually double down on your marketing efforts?
0: I have to say this right now. So like, you know, I and this is something I I try to hit at, you know, through all of the conversations that I've been having and I'm able to have on this part. You know, we all go through seasons in our Mm -hmm. life. Life is very seasonal, right? And we have our seasons of success, but there are are those times where we experience seasons of being stagnant or seasons of failure, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times the response may be to like, man, just quit and just be like, man, I want to give up. But those are the periods where you need to push harder, right? You, you you lock down and and you you double down on on all of your, uh, your investments, your educational investments, your professional investments. You double down on things that could you know feed your professionalism, feed your 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 personal development, and feed your spirit mind. Um, so that you know once this once that season passes, like you'll be in a much better position to to be successful right. in that next season.
1: There was a moment. I mean. I'll tell you, there there was moments early on in my career where I questioned, am I doing the right thing? Absolutely. Am I in the right business? Mm. Did I make a mistake? And you kind of mull over because it's commission-based and it's a bit slow. I was just starting off. I'm like, wow, you know, this is tough. Mm. And that subsequent year was like my best year by like three times, four times at that during that period right so it just was always a reminder to me like you you gotta hang tight absolutely you gotta hang tight because opportunities are you know especially if you're you can't one thing I always tell my team too is like that I don't sit down and wait for my phone to ring Mm. never Mm. I don't sit I'm not sitting by the phone like hopefully it rings I'm going out there every day pounding the pavement trying to make things happen No, for sure and things if you plant the seeds you're gonna get trees and you're gonna get fruit check hey
0: yeah <laughs> funny you said i just just you know that's we see tree fruit seed tree fruit that cycle that season you know that's yeah that's, that's a that's a a, a a staple on this part um and you know donnie and i haven't had this conversation prior to mm. this this uh this particular uh sit down but the fact that he's saying it just i you know hopefully it resonates and 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 solidifies the importance of planting seeds the importance of putting yourself in the right environment and 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 giving yourself the necessary uh nutrients additives that you need to feed yourself to feed your life to feed your dreams uh in order to see the success of it that's important man it's just ironic that you say that (laughs) looking at at drew yeah he he and i know because that that seed tree fruit thing that's that's real
1: bro that's real, and it's tough sometimes. You go under there and you you watering the seed, and you don't you don't you see not, not You happening. don't see anything happening. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, man.
0: But little do you know that seed is in the soil, right? And everything is mm-hmm. happening underground, right? Like you say, like you planting those seeds, you are making those calls, and you know you feel like man, that call was wasn't productive just yeah. now. But you know, a couple of weeks, couple of months later, you get a call from that person, and you know things happen.
1: That's how it works. It it and the thing is, so. I'm about to close it's well, we're still a couple of weeks out, but it would be my two hundredth transaction. Wow. So I've done two hundred deals locally. And the the funny let's thing clap about
0: that. That. Let's clap that let's clap that up dog. Congratulations, <laughs> bro. Congratulations.
1: The the funny thing is that guy, you know, he the person who's doing the two hundredth transaction with mm-hmm. me, he, he was my first transaction. Oh wow. And it was a rental on cable beach and he called like five other agents and they were just like blowing him off. Like, man, I don't got no time to like deal with that. And I was like, that's like, hell yeah. It's like, I got you like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like, let's go. And he came back around like full circle. Like, you know, we had touch base every now and mm-hmm. then, but he's mm-hmm. like, Danny's like, you know, I'm, I'm now ready to buy. Like, will, will you help me? Like with my, my purchase, so purchase that, yeah. that, that, that for me was like a, uh, Uh, a special feeling just like again planting that seed sometimes the seeds take a couple years to grow too
0: couple of years man you know yo, we it's it's just so ironic like there's just a little little nuggets you saying like like we've been seeing on this part for all these episodes um but to have someone that you know bring makes it a a bit more relatable and you know i'm not the one saying it right Mm -hmm. it's it's a Mm -hmm. real life example and you know you're you're showing the the harvest of the seeds that you you've planted over right. the years um all right so you were working with this broker's company for well this company with this broker for six years and then you got that bug you got that bug with you know I, okay it's time for me to to move on and you know establish something bigger for myself i have a i have a, a much larger vision that i i see for myself things that i want to accomplish so let's talk about the process of, of now transitioning from being a, an agent to right being a broker.
1: So, like you said, I, I kind of got the bug. Like, okay, it's almost like a T-junction. Like, okay, which way am I gonna, am I gonna go left? Am I gonna go right? Am I gonna kind of hang tight where I am? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I said, I'm ready to like bet on myself mm-hmm. and double down on my endeavors. And, you know, I was scrolling IG and I saw like, you know, coincidentally, um, the agency Turks and Caicos, um, and I saw like their style of marketing and like, it was almost like love at first sight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is it. <laughs> I was like, this is the way you market real estate. Right. Right. So, you know, shot them a message. I said, like, Hey, can you connect me with like the folks up top in like corporate, you know, a couple of conversations here, a couple of com- Zooms there. When you look, I'm in New York with Mauricio, like, signing the contract over dinner. Wow. You know? And it, it was, like, a crazy moment. And people we were like, one of us, one of us, <laughs> one of us. You know, like...
0: No, for sure. So so just just, just to break down what Donnie is saying. So he saw this uh, this r- real estate company, right? Yeah. Uh, it's called The Agency. Called The Agency. As you can see, with the brand branding he has. Yeah. Um, reached out to them decided that yo this is i love this look love love the vision you guys have love what you guys are doing like i want how can i you Be know a become a part of this yeah and you became a, a, a partner
1: yeah so i bought the rights for the country for the bahamas for the bahamas right um i i think i'm i'm I may not be the youngest managing partner in the network. I think there's one One person younger than me. that came Who's this guy? Right after, right? Um, (laughs) I'm not sure, but it's a hundred offices. You know, we're in Cayman Turks, uh, multiple offices in Canada, multiple offices all over the US. And
0: since you joined, you guys have opened offices since, right? Because all of those offices weren't open. No. It's it's an expanding organization.
1: It's growing like rapidly. Right, nice. Um, So... You know, they want to be in all of the bespoke markets globally Mm. from Mallorca. LA is our our home base. Mm. Um, So, you know, Mauricio, the founder, or one of the founders, you know, he saw like the Playboy Mansion. Mm. So they're known for selling some of the most prolific real estate globally.
0: Mm. How long have they been around?
1: They have been around, boy... I think it's 12 years 12 years wow i have to to double check 11 or 12 years but it's it's a it's a newer company Mm -hmm. it's a younger company we're doing a lot doing a lot Mm. doing a lot just open up big flagship um shop in 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 new york um it's like a global and we're all like integrated Mm. so you know i could message mauricio like now i could message the Team in Mallorca, I could message a team in like in, in LA. It's 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 like mm-hmm. you know, it sounds like a little cheesy, but it's like one big family, family. Absolutely. You know, and it actually works that way. So when I when I did it, I said, look, you'd be surprised, especially in the high-end luxury market, how close-knit, like you're only a couple degrees of separation away from someone else. Sure. So that person who has that that um ski ski house in, in Aspen, they're gonna know. The guys in like Albany, mm. they, they all mix and mingle in similar circles. And again, Bahamas being such a bespoke destination, there are going to be ties and referrals are going to come mm. through the network to the office.
0: So how, how difficult was it for you to move from being under someone, right? And not really having a bulk of the responsibility to mm-hmm. now being a managing partner in this organization, the agency, and having... Essentially, all of the responsibility, right? Everything falls on you with 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 this particular location.
1: Very difficult. Mm. Very difficult. You know, you know what it is that I think people underestimate is the administrative work aspect of it. Mm. As simple as like, I was like, I need an office. <laughs> then you get the office, and like one day, like you're in the office, and you're like, wait, I don't have a fridge, I mean- <laughs> right? You know, like certain
0: things you didn't have to worry
1: about you before. You didn't really think about yeah, before, yeah, yeah. but you need all of these things yeah. to to happen for mm-hmm. you to have a successful brokerage. You know, training training staff, bringing on additional agents team members, working with them. Mm-hmm. Um, everything kind of falls under your purview as the broker. So, my shoulders had to become a lot broader to take on the weight of handling like everything that was in in you know in front of me but you actually do get as you build your systems then your systems help you sure so then you're building on is it's like building blocks like you're building on what you've built and Which then you, you keep building on top of it mm-hmm. you keep building on top of it you keep expanding you mm-hmm. keep expanding so now we have a system in place and we're able to take listings launch listings market we have campaigns, marketing campaigns in place. like it's it's not running itself, mm. but it's definitely running. the system is there. The system is there sure, now, sure. the coffee machine is is, is there. Sure. you know like <laughs> these little things uh, that we don't think about we don't think about necessary they're the necessary no, in, sure. in running a business yeah So you know, we have been open about one year.
0: So let's talk about that. Been open a year now, yeah. so you're fairly new. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about the, the success that you've had. Now, I I like to talk numbers. You could talk broad numbers, nothing specific, but specific. But I I I, I you know I want people to understand you know the success that you've had, mm-hmm. but not necessarily because of um, you've been chasing it. It's just because of the seeds that you've been planting. So let, let's talk right. about the, the success of the agency bombers.
1: So we have close to $70 million in listings. Wow. Um, our team started with just me. Now we have one full-time employee and we have five agents. Mm-hmm. So basically all of my target markers that I was aiming for, we've accomplished for year one. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, we, I, one thing I, I do feel as, as a part of like our successes it's not much places I, even when I walked in, you know, he's like the agency, like, Mm. you know, somehow, somehow, some way you, you're seeing, you're seeing it. And a real estate company is a marketing company with knowledge on real estate. Right. So my job, if you hire me is I'm supposed to expose your, I'm supposed to advise you, but I'm supposed to expose your property to as many people as I can, Mm. especially qualified people. So, the more eyes that you're seeing on the brand, they're like I see the agency, I see, I say, okay, that means we're doing our job in marketing, marketing right. and getting ourselves out there. And we're obviously realistic. You have some of these other brands that have been around for a hundred years, seventy years. You know, we're year one, mm-hmm. but I feel like we've done significant work in our first year.
0: Mm. You know, so I want to talk about like so let's 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 get a little devious, right? Yeah. So you talk about these other uh organizations the other real estate companies um i'm sure there's it's a competition you know i'm sure you guys work together you know because you mm-hmm. know th- there are co-brokerics has happened and right. everything but uh, how how is the competition uh i guess in in for your knowledge in in the bahamas right with the, all of these different agencies right. all, all of these different uh, companies uh the it's only uh you know so much real estate that are available like is is there you know is there competition is, is the competition levels uh, is it high is it competitive is it is it uh, treacherous you know how, 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 right. how is it
1: I, I think um, one of my colleagues is like really is like a contact sport mm-hmm. right It is highly competitive. you are typically if you're in the luxury space you know if, if someone is calling you or you get into the table, they are going to talk to probably two or three other agents as well that's just natural mm-hmm. so you have to convince them to see you know why are you like the best fit for the job what are you going to do for me and my property that's going to be different than the other folks so it's it's really about being creative in in our marketing campaigns and our listing presentations mm-hmm. why we are getting certain listings over other firms mm-hmm. as well as it's, the level of enthusiasm that I think the brand has and brings that we're proud of that we're like, y- you and your property are the most important thing to us. Mm. You are mm. VIP client number one. Mm. Like we're not just going to get your property listed and then push you to, push the, you side. to the side <laughs> and kind of wait and let it happen. No, yeah. like you are me on speed dial. you're getting weekly updates, you know, We're all in it for you. No, for sure. For sure.
0: So, been an opening year now. Had a successful year. Right. So, tell us how the next, you know, five to ten years look for Agency Bahamas.
1: So, you know, we want to hit certain sales targets. You know, we want to be getting to $75 million a year in sales, $100 million a year in sales, $150 million a year in sales, $250 sales, Mm. $250 million a year in sales, and
0: some good numbers
1: yeah good it's numbers. it's achievable yeah. it's a lot of hard work mm-hmm. but it's achievable and that's kind of where we want to aim um, we have a private island listed for sale mm-hmm. um, we want to participate in the private island market we want to participate in the development market and I think for me that's been a somewhat of a passion because there's so many young professionals here in the country that reach out to me like every single day and you know they want a a nice townhouse or condo in a desirable area that they can afford
0: they ain't got to sell the arm and leg for. yeah and
1: it's it's like a it's a gap in the market because obviously when you're in development or construction you're doing it to make profit let's just be honest about the situation Mm -hmm. and it's hard to make a profit and be able to sell a product that's really nice and it's still affordable. Like these three things happening at once is is tough. Mm. So, you know, we're talking a couple of players now that are looking to hopefully to do some more projects like that. Mm. And we'd like to be their like sales team, you know, so a couple of these developments. So that's something I'm hoping over the next year or two that we can get off the ground. Sure um yeah and continue continue our efforts of you know expanding our brand you know i would look at opening an office in another island Mm -hmm. or two especially like a luther luther has like a special place in my heart Mm -hmm. so just as we grow that's something i'm like looking at
0: that's dope man and you know just, just to point out like i've worked with danny on a number of deals and uh I've seen the growth. Like I've been there through the through the transition. you know, mm-hmm. I remember you we, you and I had a conversation one day and it was like, you know, you were at your, your old real estate mm-hmm. company and you was like, Yeah man, you know, in a couple of couple of months I'm uh gonna be transitioning into my own thing. And like you said it, it was there was like some anxiousness, mm-hmm. you had a little bit of anxiety. Mm-hmm. But I could I felt the the enthusiasm and the right. excitement that that you also had at the time. Um and to see what you what you've done. You know, over the, the the last year with the agency, I just want to commend you, man, and, and I you know, them, just wish you all the best in in all of your endeavors. Um, I, I think well, I think you have a unique. I've, I've worked with a number of of brokers, right? Uh, mm-hmm. A number of deals that I've done, um, and I think for you, like us working together, I like your approach, right? Because you have brokers who could become pests at times, mm-hmm. right? And they they they, they just like constantly call and like yeah. almost antagonize you to be like, yo, let's, let's do this. Let's do that. let you know, there's all of these different opportunities. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, you just, you kind of take a subtle approach and I appreciate the subtle approach. And I know there may be, maybe, maybe people out there who appreciate more of the aggressive appro- approach. Um, but I like your subtleness and, and the advice that you give, right. Cause I, I may have, um, you know, some, some opportunities come up. Mm-hmm. The Donny is in, affiliated with in in no way. But, you know, I'm able to call him and be like, yo, I want to run this idea by you. And, you know, he gives me his honest honest advice um and you know we we sit down and we actually like we we, we bust down the numbers and be like yo right. Donnie, they like, i don't think this makes sense like you have to make this make sense and he takes his time to be like okay you have to look at it like this and, and like that right so you know I, I think that's that's a that's a unique gift that you have man and, and you know, don't problem, don't right? don't lose that because no. i think that helps especially like you know young investors out right who may not right. be thinking of the entire picture uh, when it comes to real estate investment um but giving that, you know, giving that insight to them, I think it helps a lot.
1: Well, a good agent or broker is an advisor. Mm-hmm. It's not like a salesperson. And I think a lot of people like you kind of mix up. It's not about the deal. Like anything that I'm helping you with as your agent or broker. I want to talk to you six months, one year, two mm-hmm. years, three years down the line and be like you still feel good mm-hmm. about your decision. So, you know, I put myself every time we're doing a deal, I kind of put myself in, in their shoes in their shoes. Got you. And say, okay, this is how I feel about it. If it was me, and, and that is
0: true, because you know, you you do kind of t- tackle it from, a, you know, if I was involved, like this is what I would have done, right? Yeah, yeah. and
1: and and lay out the pros and the cons, sure. like in some of the matters we dealt with. I no. say, I said this is these are the pros, but these are the cons. No, for sure. You know, like let's not hide, let's not shy away from it. Mm. But that's you kind of weigh it up and you write it, write down your list, and mm. you say, okay. How does it? How does it compare or stack up against one another? And if it's more pros, then you're like, well, you know, you like write it up, Danny. For sure, <laughs> <You> <laughs> nah, for
0: sure, for sure. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. No, nah, man. So, uh, so I, 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 I you know, I'd be remiss if we didn't have a conversation about uh, some actionable items, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about two things. The first thing I want to d- discuss is someone. That's interested in getting into the into the business of real estate. Mm-hmm. Interested in becoming an agent. Interested in in becoming maybe a, a broker one day, owning their own brokerage company. I mean, a real estate company. Uh, what advice do you have to to those individuals? I know we kind of mentioned some of them, you know, early on as in our discussion. But what 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 would you advise them? Like, where where should they start? What what could they do uh, to first of all get into the in, into the business and then become successful in it?
1: Well, it's all about mentorship. Mm. I had good mentorship. Um, You know, you want to get in with a brokerage where you feel like that broker is going to take his time and teach you and show you the ropes. Um, You want to learn good habits, Mm. you know, so your brokerage you're with typically is kind of how you're going to form your your style. Um, And then you do the apprenticeship. Mm. Now, the tricky part is obviously you know, certain brokers only have so much bandwidth to take on so many apprentices at a time. So sometimes you do kind of have to shop around and approach a couple of folks and you know, gotta be patient, gotta be patient as well. Cause sometimes, sometimes a spot will be open. Sometimes you might have to wait a little bit. Mm. Um, but a lot of times what I tell folks like a lot of real estate is marketing, but a lot of it also is your network. Mm. Um, thinking about who you are in contact with. So some folks would be like bankers and then they transition to real estate. They've been lawyers and they transition into real estate. So you kind of, you also have to think, not to limit yourself, but you also have to think before getting into the business, like where is my pool of buyers coming from? Mm -hmm. Where is my pool of sellers coming from? Right? Like you have a team member that lives in a building on Paradise Island. Right? We now have the most listings out of any other firm in that building a big part of it is he lives in the building right you know so based off relationships based right? off a relationship yeah, so yeah. it's an organic um it's organically coming because he lives there so it's just something i, li- I like people to, to think mm-hmm. about before saying i want to jump in
0: and what about like what could they do from an educational standpoint uh to learn the business
1: so there is a entry um, licensing exam that happens twice a year, sometimes three times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you would have to be sponsored by a broker to take it. Um, I don't remember the cost right now, and I know it went up. But you know, from that point of view, um, you can see if you can take the exam. Mm-hmm. Other than that, there's a lot of um, great educators. You, Tom Ferry, Ryan Surrand, you know, our founder, Mauricio Yumanski. Mm-hmm. They have books. They have podcasts, they have um, YouTube channels, like there's a lot of good nuggets and tips you as a successful agent or, or you know, agent to be right. could learn just from studying what the greats have done before you. Right. right. Myself, I read all their books, I listen to the podcasts. I wanna see what tips and tricks and what they've done that's worked for them. Mm-hmm. So you being non licensed, that that information and it's all free and that you have access to that like anytime you want sure so never
0: stop learning never stop learning that's what i'm hearing yeah
1: never stop learning for sure
0: for sure man so that's that's i feel like that's great advice and not only for you know persons wanting to jump in the industry in the bahamas right. but i think anywhere you are right wherever you live whatever country you 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 work in or you want to work in um i just think you know this this advice can apply to to any any of you out there so mm-hmm. appreciate that Donnie. so the the the, the second thing uh, that i wanted to tackle is Someone that is interested in investing in real estate, so real estate investment, right? Not re- right. necessarily working in the industry, but wanting, you know, they may have some 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 cash, you know, that's readily available to them, and they mm-hmm. want to invest that cash. What what's your advice on the the different investment opportunities that are available in in real
1: estate? So, step number one is, unless you're buying it all cash, you need to go to the bank. And talk to the bank to see what you can borrow. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks kind of like skip that step. Mm. And they want to go to the agent first or whatever. Like go to the bank. You you might be pleasantly surprised. Mm. Talk to them and see what your your buying power is. that's Step one. Step two. You know that's something I learned. Read the news. Mm. Read the news. See what's happening. Follow the trends. If you look now, let's talk about. Um, the south of the island you have albany looking to expand mm. you have adelaide beach club that's on the table to be launched You have windsor lakes all of these things are in the southern part of new providence mm. so in my mind if i have these you know hundreds of millions of dollars worth of development okay that's a little indicator for me like around this area is being developed i may be able to you know what's going to happen with the staff that need to live around that area um, from the contractors to the nannies to the young professionals that work at these these places, mm-hmm. like you, kind of think what what makes sense, right? What the needs are. What are the needs? Right. You also look at market trends. Okay, Venetian West they launched another phase um, of two bedroom condos. Those all sold out, and they were like four hundred fifty thousand a pop. Mm-hmm. You know, when Venetians start, I think the two beds are like two eighty nine or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing a, a climb, in the demand for, you know, Western, two bedroom condos, and that demand is not diminishing. Sure, it's not it's not going anywhere. Every sure. everybody wants to be west, um, or a lot of people want to be west. Yeah. Another thing is, um, gated communities, mm-hmm. like. You follow the demand yeah you follow the demand and I
0: think that I guess it's the same in any any area of, of investing you want to do right yeah you, you see what's happening in the industry uh, you follow the trends in the industry understand what the what the big players are doing so these uh, essentially would be those large developers uh, focusing heavily on the southern part of the islands now mm-hmm. with all of these all of these new developments mm-hmm. and figuring out okay how like what what players can I make to you know afford me to be able to Uh, benefit from these these new developments that are coming about exactly makes sense
1: that's that's the way i like to look at it and then do your homework and study the the numbers so you could follow historical data and see what's happened in this area over the course of three to five years prices going up prices staying the same Mm -hmm. you know if you're doing a short-term rental or you're looking to do a a lot of people reach out say, oh i want to do short-term rentals you should study on Airbnb and these other platforms, okay, if I had a two bed in a certain development, what are they renting for a night? Mm-hmm. You can kind of look at the calendar and see how many nights are really booked out, right? What's your average utilities? Kind of think about what is your net number after you pay your homeowners association fees, real property tax, manager, or you know, if you have someone managing your property, like run all of the numbers, and also run the numbers as if you're gonna have slow periods for
0: sure. So run them at fifty percent, you know, sixty percent, whatever. Do all you know, the different. I I, I, rec- I I you know say this recommendation a lot as well. Like do the math. Like doing the math mm-hmm. is so important when it comes to like mm-hmm. investments or the possibilities of investments. Right. You, like, like Donnie said, like you you go through. Okay, here's here's what the the investment is here's what i can make from the investment but here's all of the expenses that come along with this investment and figure out like what what is the net profit at the end of the day and if it's sufficient if it's sustainable mm-hmm. you know how long can i keep this going because you know you mentioned short term rentals and you know you when you compare short term rentals and long term rentals you know long term you, you you there's a possibility that you could you know earn a larger profit doing short term rentals but yes because there's a lull in 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 the market like depending on the season, right? Mm-hmm. Some seasons are much slower than, than others. Uh, it could be beneficial to lock into a long-term uh, yeah. rental where you you know, you know, at the end of these 12 months, like you know
1: what you're going to be earning. So even with one of my properties, like I converted from short-term to long-term. Mm-hmm. You know, the return may have been slightly less, but the stability of having a consistent tenant month over month, year over year, proved to be more attractive because it didn't require as much maintenance. So Less headache. And less headache. One <laughs> you know, per, you're dealing with one person. For sure. You know, I folks come and they're like, hey, man, like, you know, why isn't the pool heated? <laughs> I never said it was heated. You know, like it, all of these demands and when you're doing short term, you have to be prepared for that. No, for sure. That they, it, it may not always work out or be a smooth check in and check out, you know. Yeah. Wear and tear on your property.
0: And even with the short-term rentals, um, you know, you got all of these. You got this traffic of people coming in and out, you know, and it, it, it has a wear and tear on, on the unit itself, right? And you know, all of these things that you have to be conscious of as an owner, right? Mm-hmm. So essentially, think of all these things if, if you're thinking about getting into the into the industry.
1: Just weigh it out
0: for sure, for sure. Well. Um, this this is a portion of the of the part. This is something new that I'm adding to the part, right? And this is the question I'm going to be asking uh, a lot of our guests, all of our guests when they come on. Um, and that question is, how do d- how do you define success?
1: Wow, it's a powerful question. It is
0: because you know society has this depiction or this this vision of what success should be or what it should look like. But I'm, I'm of the belief like success is all relative, and success is what you make it. Right. Um, so I, I want to know how, like, how do you define success?
1: That's such a deep question. And I think my definition of success is it comes down to achieving your goals, but while achieving your goals, maintaining peace of mind, mm. you know, peace in your soul. Right, because it's like a, a balance between you're pushing yourself, but you also want to. When you come home at the end of the day, saying, "Okay, I feel good about what's happening." Mm. Success to me is freedom of time, mm. right? Having the ability to, you know, you're doing. Why are you doing the things that you're doing? What is your your, your like end goal? Um, with working so hard, mm. right? Mm you want to have the flexibility and freedom to do the things that you would like to do. How are you, how are you also impacting the country or, or, you know, impacting those like for future generations? Mm. What are you leaving behind? What is your legacy? I know you did a, a part on, on legacy mm. and leaving, leaving behind a legacy. So, you know, success for me definitely is just not making money. Sure. i I've, I've a long time came to that realization. Came to that realization like um, making money is is, is not success. Right. That's a byproduct of it. Sure. If you do, if you're really passionate about something you're doing, but that's, that's not the beginning and end of life making more money. No, absolutely. No,
0: no. I, I love that, man. Thank, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, that, that, that personal definition for you. Right. And, you know, I'm sure that, you know, a lot of people can can relate to that and hopefully you know i, I the the point of it is for pe- persons to take you know tidbits of like what everyone says and you mm-hmm. know kind of define success for themselves mm-hmm. um cuz i i like i said i do think it's all relative um what's it for you uh <laughs> success is doing something that you love uh that you love personally mm-hmm. not what someone else is love but doing something that I love to do the way that I love to do it. Um, and uh, in in doing that, I help others. Mm-hmm. Uh, I help others with something. So for me personally, it's helping others really discover and, and develop uh, th- themselves right. on, a, on a professional level, personal level, and a spiritual level. So that's, that's what success is to me. Um, it has nothing to do with, you know, the amount of money that we have, the amount of Cars that we drive, the type of cars mm-hmm. that we drive, the house that we live in—like it's no materialistic thing that defines success for me, right? It's it's doing what I love, being happy doing it, having the freedom to explore, you know, mm-hmm. di- different ways to to uh, uh, divulge my 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 desires, my wants, my purpose in life, uh, learning new things—you know—all of these things I, I use to to uh, to define success.
1: You know, and for me now. When my team members hit certain milestones, that feels like success mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And seeing, you know, their faces light up like, you know, I got this deal done or I got this listing or I, I moved into a new apartment. Yeah. because you, you know,
0: I feel true success isn't personal. Right? No. True success. And, and if we're all being honest, like feeling successful is being able to see someone else's someone else reach a, a level of success or attain a goal that, that they have set. Mm-hmm. right and that's as as an individual who whose uh mentality or mindset is to help others and you know with you with your agency with the team that you have like th- i think that's what success should be right mm-hmm. not th- one because i mean honestly like we want to achieve success for ourselves right right we want to become successful but once we've already done that and, and have attained a level of success for ourselves uh the 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 the, the, the it, it should shift into okay i've become successful. Now I want to transfer this success to someone else. And that now that's my mindset to ensure that I'm doing everything and saying everything that I need to say and need to do to ensure that others are able to attain success as well. 100%. Man, Donnie, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on the, on the pod. Um, Let's, let's, let's leave some folks with your, your contacts. Um, Like I say, Donnie is a great broker. He's located in the So All of you, Locals who are interested in in getting into the real estate business, interested in buying your first home or finding a rental, and even you international individuals who are listening and watching. Uh, Danny's your man, so let's 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 give the folks some contacts.
1: Yeah, you know you could reach out on Instagram, Danny Bahamas, um, myself four two four three four nine nine. But I'm always happy to talk. You know that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like um, it's no pressure. Like. You could call me we could talk about it we could run some ideas i'll tell you what i think about it and you know i'll give you the resources i have to see if i can connect we have connections with bankers we have connections with lawyers so you know we could get you started if, if it's something that you're interested in but thanks again for the opportunity no, man. Appreciate i, I it, man. really appreciate it we got to
0: do this again we got to do this again for sure so maybe some you know Couple of months down the road, when you've uh, when the agency has grown mm-hmm. a little e- even bigger, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, yes, if you want to come shoot the breeze in this talk Real Estate some more, you know, you're, you're always welcome to, to, I to join me. That, All right, so we've reached the the segment of the pod where we I like to discuss a milestone. As you know, this is something that I want to leave with you. Uh, with each pod, I hope you could apply it to your life. This week's milestone is something very simple. It's a quote that I heard from Warren Buffett. Uh, you know, a, a very a successful and popular investor and you know uh miss Buffett says never invest in anything that you don't understand mm-hmm. that's a simple milestone but it's so important right because a lot of times we we want to invest in things that are trendy or we mm-hmm. want to invest in things that are popular or that we see you know just things that that are are the go-to thing right now and if we don't understand it we could you know lose a lot in, right. uh, with it with that investment so never invest in anything that you don't understand do the work uh and educate yourself find out more about uh, that particular investment you know like donnie mentioned on the board today you know uh, find out what's trendy uh, read the news watch read the papers watch the news mm-hmm. you know do it do what is necessary to to make sure that you're well informed of the investment that you that you want to
1: make 100 percent. all right
0: well, that brings us to the end of the pod, this particular episode. This was this was exciting. Donnie, thank you again for joining us. Uh, looking forward to doing this again. Uh, but as always, you know, the vision and goal of this pod is to entertain, educate, and elevate you miles high above your fears, your doubts, and any limitations that you may think exist. Always knowing that those limitations only exist in your mind. Until next time, you guys be blessed.